0: I love Jenny Kane. At this very moment, I'm feeling so comfy and cozy as I'm practically getting a hug from my Jenny Kane crop cashmere cocoon cardigan. I am enjoying this sweater so much that I've been living in it all spring long. And with Mother's Day just around the corner, this is a feeling you can gift all the well-deserving moms, moms moms-to-be, and mother figures in your life by giving them the gift of Jenny Kane. Along with bringing you this episode, Jenny Kane is a California brand through and through, and their staples make getting dressed so super easy. Think minimalist and effortless, but totally refined. Jenny Kane means luxurious cashmere sweaters, iconic accessories, elevated versions of your everyday basics, plus the most incredible home essentials. For a limited time, Birthful listeners get 15% off their first order. Go to JennyKane.com and use the code BIRTHFUL15 to get 15% off and support the show. Jenny Kane is known for their quintessential sweaters with their cotton collection providing you with the perfect everyday pieces as the days get warmer, but they also have gorgeous sundresses in a variety of silhouettes for any occasion and spectacular sandals to go along with them. Find the perfect Mother's Day gift or curate your new spring go-tos at JennyKane.com. Birthful listeners get 15% off your first order when you use the code birthful15 at checkout. That's 15% off your first order at J-E-N-N-I-K-A-Y-N-E dot com, promo code BIRTHFUL15. Get yourself and the mothers in your life the gift of Jenny Kane. Pregnancy and postpartum are some of the most nutritionally demanding times of your life, which makes sense because you're basically acting as your baby's pantry while pregnant or nursing. That's why the quality of your prenatal supplements is so vitally important. I wanted to let you know that starting this week, we'll be going back to our older format of one episode per week so that we can start easing into the summer and you can have more time catching up and going through our fabulous birthful library. Happy listening. Welcome to the Birthful Podcast. I'm Adriana Lozada and today's birth story is with Jackie Brown Zucker, who lives in Israel and is a testament of how birth is not linear, how you can find your voice during labor, how care providers need to listen to the birthing person, and the importance of informing your intuition. Stay tuned. The Birthful Podcast, talking to maternity pros and new parents to inform your intuition. Hello, Mighty Parents and parents-to-be, and happy 2019. I hope you're feeling excited about this new year, and I do want to thank you, as always, for all the love you give the show. If you like what you hear, make sure you subscribe so you don't miss a thing, and also tell your friends about it. Share the love. (laughs) New year, share the love. So, today's story is with Jackie Brown Zucker, who reached out all the way from Israel to share her story. And hearing stories from all over the world is always fascinating to me, because there are so many subtle yet interesting differences on how things are done, but, you know, at the end, birth is birth, and it does its own thing, regardless of the geography. Also... Birthing people are powerful no matter where or how they give birth. So let's remember that. And if you happen to live outside of the U.S. and you're thinking, oh, you know, I'd love to share my story, but I'm out of the U.S. So probably, you know, Birthful's not going to be interested or Adriana not going to be interested. I am interested. So send me a message. Send me a message at info at birthful.com and let's get your story on the air. All right. On that note, let's talk to Jackie and hear her story. And a quick heads up that her we talked on over her cell phone, so the, it was a little spotty at times, but it's a good story, so bear with it. Jackie, welcome to the show. Absolutely. So before we start um, digging into how you prepared and how pregnant you went and all that, Tell us a little bit about yourself. You're like all the way out in Israel, I hear. Yeah, you have a a... awesome, and you have a daughter, right? How old is she now?
1: Um, almost four months. On the nineteenth, she'll be four months.
0: And she'll probably
1: she's gonna be much older when this recording comes out. (laughs) (laughs) Probably. Yeah.
0: Um. So, when you like before the birth happened, when you found out you were pregnant, and you started thinking about birth. What were your thoughts? What was your expectation? What was your knowledge about birth
1: then? Well, the first thing I thought is like, I'm freaking out. What's what's going to happen? <laughs> what did I get myself into? Um, I actually have to go through birth. And I had a switch in my mind from like, maybe like a childish kind of thought of like, yeah, kids are amazing, but I did not things through like that part between like getting pregnant, being pregnant, giving birth, um, and raising a child. Obviously, I, I never really thought through it like when I was younger. So I went through that process in a very short period of time, and I thought to myself, okay, I need to get ready for this, and I started listening to to different podcasts and reading a lot about uh, uh, on blogs. And I got myself, okay, I I think I can do this. And I would like to do actually like a natural birth. And I was very into like going into doing a water birth. Um, I even considered getting a doula. Um, But this was just like processing for me that happened really just like at the beginning of my pregnancy. So um, Mm -hmm. during my pregnancy, I didn't know what to expect. I was just like, okay, I'll just go day by day, situation by situation, and and slowly, slowly, I I went, I, I understood more about the the subject, and I was like, okay, uh, I found your podcast, <laughs> and I started listening to to women giving, you know, telling their stories and and how it went for them, and it really encouraged me, like, to say, okay, I I can go for a natural birth I can I can do this it's you know it's what my body's meant to do and just listen listen a lot to to what my my body's telling me in terms of like what should I eat what should I uh, if I should sleep more if I should um, I don't know go out and take some sun Uh, everything was really influencing uh, my decisions my my intuition like I, I was really in tune with like what, I, what my body wanted and what the baby was asking from me, which was really crazy because I've never experienced such thing. Um, but something inside you opens, so I really found that really fantastic. Mm. Um,
0: I love that. I love that that you, because you were saying, well, you know, I was going with what my wishes, but you, you really like put that your mind a little bit in the back burner it seems and we're just more connected with your body and your baby and I, I love the even telling me when to go outside like uh, that level of awareness is so yummy to me <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. so so yeah. you were really connected tell me some of the things that you read and you were listening to you were listening to this podcast did you listen to other stuff what were you reading and um how did you set up your birth team
1: so okay so i was listening first of all to a hypnobirthing course that uh, helped me do like a lot of meditations and getting inside of of myself connecting with my baby and preparing also for birth um that I I really took on to heart to like, during my, my whole, um, labor and birthing experience, it was very present with me at the time. Plus, um, I was also listening to a podcast from parenting magazine and, and to your podcast. And I can't remember what's the name of the other podcast. Um, but it, it helped a lot to understand which stages I was in and what was happening with the development of the baby and knowing which type of foods I, sh- I should eat. So, um, I was eating a lot of things for like the development of the, of the brain and of, uh, the, the motor skills and neurotransmitical, um, you know, pro type of foods that would help the baby grow and, you know, flourish. As it as it went the the course of the pregnancy, so um, that really was the part of like the things that I read that really resonated with me, and um, also trying to like at the time of uh, of uh, the actual labor to to t- try to do breathing exercises and the meditations and control the pain as much as possible with breathing. Uh, which later on had to transition it to something else. But uh, all those different materials helped me go through through this process.
0: Cool. Well, did you end up getting a doula? Um,
1: actually, I didn't. I didn't want to get a doula. Because I my, my husband convinced me that he could be my doula. <laughs> I don't know how. <laughs> he just said, no, we can do it together. It's going to be fine. And, um, one of my cousins, she actually studied to be a doula and, um, she just mentioned it like a, as a back burner kind of thing. And I said to her, if yeah, she maybe would like to be my doula, but like, it ended up just like being some idea in the back of my head that never really, you know, we never said like, okay, you're going to be my doula. We're going to be doing this, nothing like that. But at the actual time of the birth or well. When the labor started, I actually called her, and I was like, "Hey, listen, I think I'm going right now into labor," because um, um, I was um, I was in the in, in the bathroom just having a shower, and suddenly I just saw this like thing that looked uh, as um, some type of like blood cloth, but it was uh it was uh, part of you know the beginning of it's like the plug. Yeah, the, mu- that goes the mucus out.
0: plug. Yeah, so kind of like yeah, yeah,
1: so yeah. yeah, it's just like a little, a little bit of that, which might sound sound a little bit gross, but <laughs> that's that's what came out, and I started having contraction, and this was almost two days before I gave birth. <laughs> so um, yeah, I, I, I mean, I. I just said to myself, okay, I need to keep calm and just uh, sleep it off. And after like two hours, I couldn't sleep it off anymore. And I was like, okay, maybe it's time to go and check what's going on. But before I went to the hospital or anything, I called them. Um, you, you can call on the phone, um, you know, a nurse. And they tell you like if it, if you should go or not go to check it and they told me it's it's worth going to just get it checked and by the time I went to get it checked after four hours of being in the emergency room they told me yes you started labor but it's very little it's just like one centimeter go back home and sleep (laughs) so I was like that for 24 hours until those small contractions started started to happen like quicker and quicker
0: Yeah, quicker and quicker and possibly more intense and longer. Um, Let's take a quick break, also quicker. (laughs) Let's take a quick break. But when we come back, let's talk a little bit more about what those contractions were like, what you were feeling. We'll be right back. And we're back. So, Jackie, when you went into the hospital, um, were you feeling that these contractions, were they more crampy or were they something that you had to stop for? Like, what were... How intense were they?
1: They were not that intense. They were like, like you say, like crampy, like almost like, you know, like when you have your period, you have a bit of cramps. They they were a little bit stronger than that, but uh, they were really manageable. I could breathe through them and just be like, okay, after a minute or less than a minute, go away. Mm -hmm. It was just a few seconds. That was it. Every hour, every hour and a half sometimes every half an hour so it was it was okay i i I knew i could manage at that point like having a little bit of that and i said okay you know i'm going home and they said to me it it can take a week that you're gonna be with this type of uh, contractions and i was like what seriously (laughs) this is crazy but i was like okay i'll just i'll take it like day by day or hour by by hour, most uh, accurately. Mm-hmm. So at the beginning, well, I mean, when when I went back home, I was uh, okay. I'm gonna go to sleep, or try to go to sleep, and I would wake up every hour with a, a contraction. And slowly, slowly, the contractions became stronger. Um, by my my husband, in the meantime, he decided that he wanted to go to work. That he was he was like, no, 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 this is it's not gonna happen today and it might happen, you know, at the end of the week. So I'm going to work. So <laughs> he went on his regular work day after not sleeping a whole night. And on the way back when he came from work, I told him I haven't really slept that much, just like an hour and then I would wake up and it's really a broken sleep. I couldn't really rest. Um, And he said, oh, I need to to sleep. I have to catch on my sleep. So he went to sleep straight away after after work. And um, I got a call from a friend from Panama that she was visiting (laughs) and that she wanted to see me. And I was like, okay, I have not told her even that I'm pregnant because I haven't seen her in years. But I'll just show her and, you know, we'll see. She was Surprise. literally staying across the street. <laughs> yeah, across the street from my house. So that was easy for me to just walk down the street and cross the street. And she's like, Wow, I didn't know you were pregnant. And you're in contractions. <laughs> you're in labor. So it was kind of funny. Mm-hmm. That that's the way that I saw her after almost ten years that I hadn't seen her. Um but after seeing her and everything, I went back home and I, the contractions became closer and closer. They, they went from something like tw- every 20 minutes to every 10 minutes to every three minutes, five to, five to three minutes. And I wasn't sure if it was like the right time to go because they were not every single contraction every three minutes. It was like five, three, five, seven. You know, like different numbers. So I was like, no, I need to wait until it's like every, like clockwise. <laughs> I don't want to go again to the hospital just because. And, and dur- during that night, I was speaking with uh, my mother and she lives uh, abroad. Um, and she happened by chance to be in my, in my aunt's house. Uh, and my aunt has a... Um, Um, how you call it? She has a medical staff in her house taking care of my uncle. So he overheard the conversation that I had with them. Yeah. Like a nurse. Um, he overheard my conversation with, with my mom saying to her that I was with contractions of like three and seven. And I wasn't sure if I should go to the hospital yet. And he's like, no, 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 go, go now to the hospital. If you wait a little bit longer you won't be able to reach the hospital. And I was like, okay, that got me a little bit in like to, okay, maybe I should wake up my husband and go to the hospital. Uh, So that's exactly what I did. And he he was like, no, I'm sure that this is just another, like we're going to be in the hospital and they're going to tell you to go back home. So just relax. And I'm like, no, but it's faster and faster and it's hurting more. So he said, fine, we're going to the hospital. Uh, So So, this time, yeah. Jackie,
0: so this had (laughs) been about 24 hours since you were in the shower and lost your mucus plug, right?
1: A bit more than 24 hours, like 26 hours, yeah.
0: Yeah, and what time of the day was this happening?
1: The first, when I lost my mucus plug was like 10 p.m. And when this was happening, uh, the day after was also like around, maybe like around eleven p.m. Okay. Twelve p.m. And we got to the hospital around one in the morning, and they were doing the regular checkups and just checking that the baby was okay. And then they checked my aperture. And um, the th- the thing, just like a curious fact about Israeli. Hospitals, it's not like in the US that you have your doctor and you're going into the hospital saying, "Okay, he's going to birth my child or something like this. No, they have midwives there (laughs) and they're on rotation. So you don't know who's going to actually like birth your child. And there's uh, actually famous shows of birthing, uh, which apparently I got one of those uh, famous midwives. To, to birth my my baby but uh, yeah it was uh, it's just like something very different that you're not going somewhere that like you know the person that's going to be there with you and birth your kid or you don't know the nurses everyone's on a rotation and whoever you got is like lucky you
0: <laughs> had you met this person before D- during prenatals do you rotate with the same midwives? have you met any of them or was it just completely a new person?
1: well, well, before the whole, the whole like birthing, like two months before, we went to the hospital, and we had a, a birthing course. And in, in the birthing course, we met a f- few of the rotational people that were there, but obviously a lot of them are like actually, you know, with the with people in in the in the hospital and, and women giving birth. So it's a, it's a kind of like you say hello and and bye very very lightly. Uh, in in other events that they do outside of the hospital um you actually get to meet them and in one of this this events I actually got to meet like six of the people that were in the staff uh, which none of them were actually in in my birth but uh, the people that the, the whole staff of that hospital is very very professional and they were all very nice and I have no complaints with them. It's just like, you know, I wanted to point out that it's just like very different from like what you would get in another country. And it still works very well. Yeah, uh,
0: no, I, I, I'm glad you told us because I, there's so many ways of giving birth and different structures and different. So it's good to hear or it's nice to hear about a different um, setup. So yeah, you were just going into the hospital for the second time and you got checked do you remember how far you were?
1: I was uh, two and a half centimeters uh, opening and and also another, another like side note they do have a natural birthing center inside the hospital which uh, you're allowed to do water birth uh, and the advantage I mean th- this is pretty much what why I wanted to go there because they had the option to do water birth. And also have, like, the medical staff surrounding in case there was an emergency or something unexpected that I was not able to, you know, contage, like, in my house, for example, or who knows what. So that, that was actually very, very good for me, like, to know that there was professionals behind. Um, but at this point, when I was in, in the hospital for the second time, they told me, listen, we cannot give you a room yet to give birth, but you're on the way so go and have a shower and that's what i did (laughs) i went to have a shower for like an hour and something um and got the opening to be like three and a half and they said okay now you can go to to a room for the meantime until you're five centimeters opening you cannot go to to the natural birthing room so Uh, hold on here you have a a nice room you can you know relax put your things on the side and you know you're already started with with labor like like, properly and I was like okay it's still not active labor but I'm inside the room (laughs) yeah
0: how are you feeling Um, with um with your progress and where you were at at the moment like what what was going through your mind
1: well, I was very tired, <laughs> but uh, but I, I was I was in a good headspace. I was like, okay, I can do this. I was doing the the, the breathing ex- exercises and breathing in very very slowly and breathing out even slower, um, and it got me through 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 all all those stages until I got to like five centimeters opening, uh, in which at that point. Some, I mean, I, I was, I was just like thinking to myself, okay, maybe we're like moving a bit further. Like, you know, I felt like the pain was getting much stronger at that point. And for me, it was the, it was already a little bit hard to, to just, uh, just breathe through each contraction. My husband was, was doing, a, like pressure points on the back and helping me doing a massage in the back. Um, I don't know if you know what the, the tens uh, uh, machine is.
0: Yes. Do they have okay, them, so. do they have them there at the hospital for you or did you have your own? Uh, I
1: had a, I had my own, like I rented one. Uh, but uh, I think they do have them in the hospital if, if you, if you want. And I just you... had it because I didn't want to like, you know, relax and maybe they have it, maybe not.
0: Yeah. Can you describe what it is and, and what, how it helps?
1: Uh, well, the TENS uh, machine pretty much uh, runs a few impulses of electricity uh, through these through uh, sensors and you stick them to the back of your, to your back. Um, so practically I had, I had four of those in my lower back and it was, it was helping me a lot. Um, cause uh, at that point I, I couldn't just do breathing by itself. It was, it was just too much. So I was helping myself with, uh, with a tensile a little bit. Um, and at one point I got stuck, I was like at five centimeters, 5.1 centimeters, something like this. And it had been already like two, three hours or I don't even know how many hours <laughs> just felt like an eternity at that point. In which I called again my cousin and I said to her, "Is there any chance you can just come?" (laughs) And she said, "Yeah, let me let me check because you know she had a work day and everything. It's not like her regular, you know. Oh yeah, I was prepared for this. I'm coming or something like that. She she literally put all her day to the side. I don't know what she had that day to, to do." But she put it on the side and she called me two seconds later saying, like, yeah, I canceled everything for the day I'm coming. Uh, the GPS says I'll be there in an hour and 40 minutes. And I was like, all right, I'm here. <laughs> so uh, in the meantime, obviously, we're trying we're trying to get the pregnancy, like, you know, the labor like going. So I went into the shower again and, and the nurses were trying to... to assist uh, my husband and myself giving us certain positions and also um, giving us a physio ball to do do a few exercises so the pain would go down. Um, at this point, my husband couldn't, like, hold himself up anymore. He was, like, falling asleep. <laughs> he was so tired. Um... And I was I was almost like losing hope. Like seriously I was like about to okay, if this really doesn't progress in the next like hour or so, I was considering already like, okay, they 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 hinted it to me that I should take the, the epidural and I said to myself, okay, maybe the epidural might help. I'm open to it. I'm open to like changing paths if, if this is how it's supposed to go. Um, and they had just, after that hour, they just checked my opening and I was maybe half a centimeter more open. Um, and I just said to myself, Oh my God, this, this is really crazy. I I don't know if I'm going to go for the pedural or not, but I was really on on that decision-making point of, like, maybe it's the best for me, and I really don't want to do it, but I should. Um, But my cousin came exactly at at, at that point, and and she said to me, listen, why don't we just try? Go into the shower. I'll put the physio ball inside the shower, which was amazing. I I, I didn't do it before, and I don't know why. Um, It was a great idea. And she was putting hot water on my back. And we changed it from breathing exercises, which was what I knew and what I, I was trying to do this whole time, plus the, the tense uh, machine, um, to doing hot water in the physio ball, like on it. And, uh, and changing instead of breathing, doing more of a, a sound, <laughs> whatever came out. Like if it was like, ah, it was. We would go, "Ah, and she would just repeat after me and my husband too. it was kind of like funny. And it got me into a meditation, which I never thought would happen, but it it got me into this really great meditation, which helped with the pain. And by the time I was out of the of the shower, they checked me again, and I was already at eight and a half. and I was like, "Wow, that's amazing." Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like why did I do this since the beginning <laughs>
0: oh, I'm so good I love it I love it that it like yeah. suddenly progressed and like, it speaks to that thing that birth is not linear and it just moves at its own pace um, yeah. and you just have to go with your body and I, I love how you said just vocalizing in whatever sound came out like letting your body also dictate what it needed to to. The sounds it needed to make.
1: Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> it was a it was a funny orchestra. Let's just put it like that. <laughs> I'm sure <laughs> it's like anyone came by the room and heard that they were like, "Oh my god, <laughs> what are they doing in there?"
0: Jackie, do you remember um, more but, or less what time around? What time this was?
1: Um, this was more or less uh, maybe like two hours before I gave birth, like around. 12, 1 p.m. Okay. Um, and
0: before you continue, let's take a quick break. We'll be right back to see what happened in those last two hours. and download the app to start creating your shared photo legacy. Today's episode is sponsored by Acorns. And sometimes I find that investing gets put off because it doesn't seem urgent or because with our busy lives, we may not have the time to research and manage said investments. Which is why I so appreciate that Acorns makes it easy to start automatically saving and investing for your future, and that you don't need a lot of money or expertise to invest with Acorns. In fact, you can get started with just your spare change. So for example, I take advantage of Acorns Roundup feature where they round up the purchase amounts I make in my linked account to the nearest dollar, and then they automatically transfer that to my invest account portfolio. Also, Acorns can recommend an expert-built portfolio that fits you and your money goals, then automatically invests your money for you. For me, that's easy-peasy investing. Head to acorns.com slash birthfull or download the Acorns app to start saving and investing for your future today. Client testimonial may not be representative of all clients. Tier 1 compensation provided. Compensation provides an incentive to positively promote Acorns. View important disclosures at acorns.com slash birthful. Investing involves risk, including loss of principal. Please consider your objectives, risk tolerance, and Acorns fees before investing. Acorns Advisors, LLC Acorns, is an SEC-registered investment advisor. Brokerage services are provided to clients of Acorns by Acorn Securities, LLC. Member FINRA, SIPC. For more information, visit acorns.com. And we're back talking with Jackie about her birth story. And so you were... You went from breathing and using the Tense machine to being in the shower with the birth ball and getting wo- hot water on your back and vocalizing, and then you'd progress to eight centimeters. What happened next?
1: Yeah. Well, s- somewhere in between that um, that time that I was a little bit uh, uh, stuck in five centimeters, five and a half centimeters, um, I forgot to tell you that um one of the nurses came in and told me, when I was agonizing with pain, <laughs> told me, listen, we found out that you meet all the requirements to go to the natural birthing room, but one, your BMI is a little bit higher than what it should be by like five. And I was like, okay, listen, I don't have time to argue with you right now. So I just said, okay. And I had to give up the idea of even birth, stay in water, um, because of this little fact. So, by the time I was eight and a half centimeters, I was just like, I'm so happy. <laughs> I, I I'm not like, complaining about the about changing paths of like just giving birth, you know, not not in water, uh, but that idea I had to also like take out of the equation. When, when this whole, whole like, you know, I was in agony time <laughs> um, happened. And, and until, like, I was in a point where I was like, okay, I know this is, like, much better. It's coming out. Uh, as soon as I got the checkup of the eight and a half, I said to the nurse, um, I cannot do any more of the, the monitor. They had a monitor on my stomach, you know, like uh, the baby monitor. And... Um, and they gave me one that's like waterproof so I could be there in the water. But it was so tightening and, and it was bothering me At to, to a certain point. I wanted to just like grab it and throw it in the floor and like smash it and make, break it into pieces. It was really, really crazy um, how it bothered me. And I and I don't know why, but that's something I, I remember very clearly. Um, and I said to her, listen, I need to go back in the water, but I'm taking off this 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 monitor I can't, I can't do with a monitor anymore and she's like no a little longer a little longer i just took it off i couldn't take it anymore i went into the shower and i said to her i feel her going down like the the whole birthing changed to the point that i, I was actually feeling her like going down the canal like it was not anymore opening it felt I felt like a different vibe, like it was different. Uh, I, I don't know how to explain it. It was just different. Um, and and she's like, how can it be? You're just eight and a half. I just checked you. And she said, come outside. I'll check you again. And I didn't want to be checked. I said, no, give, give me a little time. And I was there for maybe 20 minutes, not even that. And, and she said, no, come out, come out. I want to check. And and she checked me and she's like, okay, you're at nine. Uh, you're almost there. Don't worry. I'm like, no, she's coming out. Like she was actually like coming down towards earth. <laughs> um, and, and two seconds later that she checked me, like, and I told her that, no, I'm feeling her coming down, down. I remember that um, in the hypnobirthing course, there's a change between breathing that when you feel this like contraction that feels almost like if you want to go to the bathroom to do number 2 you, you you just have to breathe and open and not close like so i was trying to do this very very deep breathings towards my my uterus at that point I said, no, she's coming out. She's coming out. <laughs> and, and and she was sure that she was not coming out yet. She was like, no, she still has some time. You're just at nine. I'm like, how can I change from eight and a half to nine so quickly if she's not coming down? But uh, she, I mean, the baby knows better. Well, and <laughs> She was actually coming it, out.
0: It's happening in your body, right? Like the nurse is not in your body.
1: You're like, listen, woman. Exactly. <laughs> I'm like, no, she's coming down. <laughs> so finally, um, she felt the, the the head, and she's like, yeah, I can feel her crowning. And I know she's there now because she she asked me to to sit on on the um, on the on the on the bed to just check me. I I couldn't move. I was in such pain that I could only breathe and do do noises and just. Focus and in, in the baby. I couldn't focus on anything else and After I think it was um, Something like 20 something minutes because my husband decided that okay, she's coming. I'm turning on the camera <laughs> So he actually turned on the camera and you can only hear me screaming, but um, it was, There were good screams I don't I don't know how to explain it. It was not screaming as of like pain, pain. It was just like screaming of like I know you're coming. Just get out already. Mm-hmm.
0: Like the super intensity. And, um, yeah. Those noises can be
1: really Yeah, the intensity went Yeah. Yeah. The intensity went up very very quickly at that point. Um and I f- and I actually put my hand da- down, and I felt her head, and I was like, "Okay, she's coming. I'm. I just need to keep on breathing." And and the 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 midwife was a guy, and he 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 asked me to he asked me if I wanted to do this quickly or or if I I, wa- I wanted to to take another few more hours, and I said. Let's do it quickly, but not too quickly. <laughs> I don't want to rush it. So he he told me to just hold my legs up and and focus in pushing down, but I didn't want to push like with force, just with breathing. And twenty something minutes later, she was out <laughs> and about. No. So yeah. It was a great experience. The second she was out, the whole pain that I was managing at that point suddenly poof disappeared like magic, and I had her on my chest. <laughs> so yeah, that was that was really a, a life changing experience. Oh,
0: for sure.
1: For you don't know sure. how. M- yeah, you don't know how much power you have until you do something like that.
0: Yeah, and it so I mean and it took from from when you lost your mucus mucus plug to then it was like you're at two days, three hours. days how many?
1: Forty one hours.
0: But it was from the time your cousin arrived until she was born, how long was that?
1: Uh, she got there something like I, I i cannot pinpoint it but maybe like 9 10 a.m and she was born like around 3
0: uh-huh.
1: 3 p.m yeah. so in that time like the whole pregnancy just took a turn i i thought i really thought like okay i want to do natural and and no no epidural and just in water and everything and everything just changed at that point so, I, I think I actually changed for the better because um, I mean I, I'm I'm not like obsessed with doing a water birth anymore, <laughs> but I'm not against it either. I I would like to try a second time to see. I think I I know my my body now a little bit better to to be able to know like when and where and how. Um, but again, pregnancy is kind of um, a territory that you have to uh, explore, like with an open mind.
0: Mm, absolutely, and and I, it's so neat to hear you talk about how connected you were with the sensations, and and really how that sense and focus of how you had to go deep overtook everything else, so that you were like, you know what, I'm not using these these monitors anymore and i'm just getting in the water and she's coming out and she's <laughs> listen to me cuz she is coming out um yeah oh
1: well yeah
0: yeah so how how was uh, did you breastfeed how was breastfeeding so you met her she's on your chest was it did she start showing signs how did that start
1: uh well I put her on my chest. I mean, they kind of, like, cleaned her a little bit, and I think they waited her in the same room, and then they put her on my chest. Uh, Or maybe they waited her later. No, I think they waited her later. They just put her on my chest, like, quickly after just cleaning her. And I had her skin-to-skin for maybe 20, 30 minutes, while the whole staff were, like, cleaning the room and you know arranging the things and by the time those 20 30 minutes passed she she just went for it (laughs) started like sucking on 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 my boob and then i said okay five ten minutes i calculated then i did the other one and I thought to myself, there's no chance in the world that I have milk or that she actually sucked something that was milk or anything resembling that, because it didn't feel like I had anything. So I told one of the nurses, like, I, I don't know, you know. She asked me if 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 she if she fed something, and I was like, well, she tried. <laughs> i don't know if she actually did but uh, she's like okay let me check and i just touch you and see like if you have i'm like okay sure and she squeezed me really hard and i got some colostrum so apparently i did have something and she did eat something and since then she's just been breastfeeding uh the first day i think it was it was okay i didn't have i didn't have milk yet so uh, we slept that night, I th- think we slept through like six, seven hours straight, because we were, the three of us were exhausted. 41 hours of labor was too much, I think, for anyone. Um, but the next night, the, the night afterwards, since like 8 p.m. until 4 in the morning, she was feeding every 10 minutes. She would like eat for, I don't know, 10, 20 minutes, fall asleep 10 minutes, and then she would wake up again and be like, okay, I want more. <laughs> and she would try and feed for, like, 10, 20 minutes in each boob and then again and fall asleep and then wake up 10 minutes later. I couldn't sleep the whole night. I was. It was a very hard night for me, but, like, around 4 in the morning, suddenly I got milk, and she slept for a good, like, 4 hours straight, which is weird for at that age to sleep so much. Um. But after that, like, every time she fed, she would go to sleep uh, for an hour or two hours. And and today, I mean, she sleeps uh, in a bad night, like, four hours, wakes up and eats, and then sleeps another four or five hours. And in a good night, she can sleep eight hours straight.
0: Mm. It's so. so interesting how they evolve and change and, and the communication that happens between the baby and your body in terms of making that milk production. I mean, that time that she was like yeah. eating nonstop from 8pm to 4am, and she's like, bring in the milk, bring in the milk, bring in the milk. And then the milk came in. <laughs> and, and then she, yeah. she's all good. Her job was done. <laughs> Jackie, yeah. did you? She tends to do that every few weeks. <laughs> right, they do. I mean, that's the growth spurts. Like a, the first one is around that, around birth, right? And then around seven to ten days, and three weeks, six weeks, nine weeks, or three months, six months. Like it just keeps happening as they walk, their bodies grow, their stomachs grow, and they need more milk. It's so cool. Um, Jackie, yeah. did you did you tear? How was the delivery of the placenta?
1: Um, okay, I, I did tear, but it was something like, uh, uh, I think uh, one, like very little, they did a few stitches and, and that was it. Um, and the placenta, I, I just let her take all the nutrients from the placenta until it was finished. Um, and afterwards the the, the tear, I mean taking care of it and everything was not hard and it was a little bit painful afterwards. But um, but I, I think after something like a month and a half or or two months it was it was good. Like I did not feel anything at all.
0: Great. Very cool. Yeah. Uh so looking back on your story, what was the most surprising part of it all?
1: Um well <laughs> Well the support I got from my husband was definitely I mean I expected obviously that that he would be there, but you know, I didn't expect how much he would be there for me. It was really really surprising and also my cousin that she was practically my dual through the process um even though she came like after we already started um but it was definitely something that uh, was very surprising and very very happy to just have have, have them there with me it mm-hmm. really made the difference for me yeah
0: and it seems like the dou- the doula, your cousin, the doula, got there just like right when you needed her, <laughs> even if she wasn't there earlier.
1: Yeah. I mean, she was on the phone, but she's always been supportive. But like this time was like super. I-, I think she actually is considering about doing this like professionally, not just, uh you know, because she did a course, but she. She never actually did a birth, so now she has a birth on her belt.
0: <laughs> oh, and what a beautiful birth! indeed she has under her belt, because it sounds like, you know, it was it was what labor is. It's it's work. It's labor, not called vacation. It's called labor. But but you yeah. know, you did it. Um, what would you want the listeners to know before we wrap up? Anything else that you want to make sure we get to?
1: um mm, well I think every person has their own experience through birth and and that they should I mean a pregnant woman today that's like okay, okay what should I expect this is my first time I don't know what what to go for to go with an open mind first of all um it's very, very important to to accept changes during pregnancy because you don't know what's going to happen if it's you're gonna get an an unexpected twist, um, but definitely to trust your instincts. You know, trust yourself, trust what what your body's telling you, and and listen to it. Listen to yourself. Um, for for me personally, like the the hypnobirthing helped me a lot. Also, listening to professionals like the ones that you bring to your to your podcast always help me to like know certain things I was like okay I'm not going to judge this like the doctor said I'm gonna I'm gonna build my own opinion according to this and this parameters um so you know tr- trust what you have to say about the whole situation mm. I think that's what uh, what everyone should take from from this
0: love it so good Thank you so, so much for being on the show today and wanting to share your story and, and yeah, keep enjoying that baby girl. Yes. I will. (laughs) Mighty Ones, find the in-depth show notes for this episode at birthful.com where you can also learn more about me, the show, send me messages and more. This episode was produced by me and made possible by you, the title song for this podcast is Vive Ace by Kevin McLeod, and the sponsorship song is Air Hockey Saloon by Chris Zabriskie. Find them both at freemusicarchive.org. I'm Adriana Lozada. Please join me next week when I'll be talking to another maternity pro to inform your intuition here at the Birthful Podcast. Thanks so very much for listening. Hey, Mighty One.